Well, the, the description Jesus gives in the parable of the sower um, is uh, somebody scattering seeds with an outcome that can be easily recognized, can't it? You know, it's easily observed. We can imagine the birds eating it, you know. When there's seed in the garden, you know, the birds might eat it if it's not properly planted out there. And you see flocks of birds following behind tractors as soil gets turned over and stuff. So you, you imagine, well, yeah, that can happen. And you can imagine the scorching sun. And I can certainly imagine the thorns growing, not thorns being an issue in our garden, well, there are some. But uh, we've had bindweed that's really grabbed hold of plants and pulled them down. And, and that's been a bit of a problem uh, for us recently. We have to get in there and chop it out. We can also picture a bountiful crop growing in good conditions in that good soil. And uh, anyone passing by can see all that stuff like this. You know? Standing big and tall in the field. And they go, wow. What an amazing field that is. Now, I wonder if you spotted the difference between the Mark and the Matthew passage. We generally think Matthew takes... Um, some of these bits from Mark's gospel. He sort of read Mark's gospel and said, yeah, I'll have that, uh, is part of how Matthew did it. And he doesn't attribute it. He'd get marked down at school for doing that, plagiarism. Uh, But he flips round that 30, 60, and 100 thing for how much there is, whether it's building up or whether it's dropping down. Did your ears hear that? You know, there's changes going on there. But he want, both of them, both Mark and Matthew, want to tell the story about just how much is in that field and how much could be seen. And we see it as an illustration of the growth we want to see in the life of people, the growth that we want to see in the kingdom, the growth that we want to see in the church. And we think, too, that there can be distractions. There can be things that take it away. There can be things that pull us apart and and stop the gospel growing in our lives. Maybe not the sight of little birds or of the sunshine, unless we just go, I'm going to bunk off to the beach today. You know, that would be good. Or thorns. But there are things that get in our way. And uh, so sometimes, although we can see this as as a big picture thing, we don't always quite get the fullness of the story of how it applies for us as individuals. What are those distractions? What grabs hold of us? What takes us away? And it's not easy for other people to, to really see what's going on in our life. You know, we're not as clear-cut as the ear of corn that's standing tall, and you can see it here, the bits 
upon it. Instead, our life is a bit more like this thing here. A potato, right? In case you didn't recognize the plant at the front here. It's a potato. And you, you, you get your seed potato and you shove it in soil. And that's what you do with it. And you cover it over and it's not visible. The potatoes don't grow on the top of the stalk. They don't grow along branches and dangle down. You know, in many countries, they're referred to as some form of apple. Apples of the earth, pomme de terre in French, and lots of other languages too, refer to them a bit like apples, but they don't grow on trees, do they? The seed potato is planted in the soil, and up comes the dark green leafy thing, the plant. But the tubers that are potatoes remain underneath. They're down here somewhere, down the bottom, under here. And in fact, when you start growing it, if you start seeing a bit of potato, you chuck more soil on top. You keep it buried. Otherwise, it turns a bit green, it's a bit poisonous, and you don't want that. And so it grows, and you sort of think, well, is it time to harvest it yet? Can I do anything? We can't see what's happening. You know, it might be tall, might be small. But how many potatoes are there? It's only when we swap our slippers for a pair of wellies. These are Emmeline's. They're a bit kind of communal. We all share them. We all have our own pair of wellies, but these are usually the handiest ones to put on. Put on our wellies, or your wife's, and get the fork. And it's only when you shove it in the ground that you can discover something, isn't it? When you start digging, do we discover the fruitfulness of the plant? Is there anything there? Oh, well, there might be. There's some tiny bits. I wonder if there's anything bigger. No, that, that's a bit more reasonable sized. I might, I, I might get something out of that. And that one? I will clean this up afterwards, I promise. Right? You know, and oh, I'm sure there's more in there. Yeah, come on, we start picking them out, don't we? It's only when we start digging we discover what's under the ground, what's been hidden, what's been. I've got a bucket of water over here. I'll just quickly um. 
and the towel. Now, um, I said to Emmeline, what was the best way to get my hands clean quickly? And, and she said, oh yeah, a bucket of water, you know, and a towel. So I, I did the very sensible thing of bringing a tub with me, which is the tub that I dispense palm crosses in. And I started filling it up in the kitchen and then realised that I'd put, because I'd had this outside back in March, I'd put drainage holes in the bottom. <laughs> so I went, well, that plan worked well then, didn't I? I? I didn't take it any further than the sink. Right. So there we go. Only God knows what's happening in our life. Only God knows what's beyond the visible, what's deep within us, whether our heart is really there. You know, just because the plant's tall, upright, and so on, we might think it's, it's right, but it might not be. It might all have been rotten underneath. It might have been too saturated with water or something, and it would have been wrong. On the other hand, it might have been not much to look at, and I might have got a really good crop. It might have spread its roots out really wide, and on those roots grown the potatoes. It might have been a bumper harvest, even though others looked at it and thought, no, that's not much at all. And what can happen in our gardens... is that we go digging, and we get a few potatoes, and we say, oh, that's okay, I'll have that. That'll be fine. That'll cook enough for my lunch. But there might still be some in there. If we've not properly dug it down, there might still be a potato behind. And the following year, you get a new plant. And in fact, that story of this plant, we didn't plant any potatoes this year. We didn't go out and do a bit of gardening. But this year, there's a harvest all the same. Sometimes the seeds that we sow bring a fruitfulness that we don't recognize at all. And then in a year's time, there's a crop that appears. It's done something that we didn't expect by God's good hand. When we share our faith, when we share God's love, when we scatter seeds even into unusual places or think that everything has been harvested in, there can still at times be something out there that's doing God's work. There are aspects of our life that may always be hidden. Hidden to others, even to ourselves. But the Lord sees what's happening in our heart. And whatever thinks, may what he sees be the reality of the coming kingdom and his will being done. Earlier, I said that the object of a seed is to grow and turn into a plant. 
But we know that some things sometimes stop that from happening. And the parable told us of birds and poor soil and uh, sunshine that came and burnt it and thorns that got in the way. For people to grow, to be healthy, to reach our full potential, we need certain things. We need water and nutritious food, but also health care and education and a safe environment and encouragement. Time to play and to relax. And we need to experience love. Sometimes there are things beyond our control that stop us reaching our full potential, stop us growing. However hard we try, we might not flourish in the way that we should. As we come to God in prayer, if you've still got your tissue paper items, I'm going to suggest that you put it in the palm of your hand Right? And remember that these are symbolic of the things that stop life from flourishing. And what I want you to do from the palm of your hand is to scrunch it. If you don't have one, or if you've already mangled it, don't worry. We're scrunching it. We're not scrunching barns as such, or sunshine, or other plants, but we're scrunching the things that stop us from growing. We want to scrunch greed and hatred and falsehood and injustice. So let's scrunch.